What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. It's the episode you've all been waiting for. A little bit of a review. Early review. Definitely still way too early to give a full judgment of the game. But an early review of MLB The Show 23. I have played it a lot. You could argue I've played it too much. Um, But I'm at a point where I think right now I can comfortably say a few things assertively about the game. So we're going to do that. That's what we do on this podcast. We just spew nonsense out of our mouths that I believe and I hope you agree with. Um, Before we get into the episode, a sincere thank you for the love last week on the um, podcast episode with Nutsy. One of our best performing podcasts ever on any platform. Incredible. Truthfully, thank you. And then the Whiteboard Wednesday the next day was the best Whiteboard Wednesday and arguably one of the best videos I've ever had on YouTube. So we blew past the 500 subscriber goal I had on YouTube. And the the climb and the grind is only beginning. So please, if it's your first time listening, subscribe. Comment down below at any point any thoughts you might have on the nonsense that's about to come out of my mouth. But today, without any further ado, let us talk about MLB The Show 23. So, a lot of what I'm going to talk about is going to have to do with Diamond Dynasty. Obviously, that's my bag. That's my vibe. Um, As you can see here, if you're watching, if you're listening, I will explain. I have a team that is already a 96 overall. Haven't spent a dime. I'm not going to spend money on this game. You could do this entirely through grinding. I have played about 35 hours worth of this game since it came out. It's a long time, I know. Judgments are welcome. But 35 hours of grinding, almost all of that offline, without being a magician at the game, and you could put together a fundamentally very good team. A 96 overall team. I understand content is different than it's ever been, so that is certainly part of it. But it's possible to put together a banging team really quickly, well, relatively speaking, and have fun with it. I have, I'm going to get into more of like the positive negatives in a second, but I will just say a couple things I've noticed about, excuse me, lineup building and cards so far. 97 Charisma Series Christian Yelich might be one of the best cards ever released in the history of man. Uh, in 45 at-bats in the event, it's on All-Star, I'm hitting 533 with 8 nukes. This card's, it, it should be illegal. Uh, and another card that should be even more illegal is this 95 overall World Baseball Classic, Edouard Julien. I said that as French as I could. In 29 at-bats, he's hitting 621 with two nukey-dukies. He doesn't hit for a ton of home runs, but he's got five doubles and a triple. His OPS is 1725. Put this man in your lineup at... First, second, third, left, or right, I don't care where, those are the positions he plays, and just hit absolute nukes, or, as I said, he doesn't really hit nukes, hit extra base hits. Um, I have him hitting eighth in my lineup. You could argue that he should lead off, but I, I love him. I also love Harry Ford, the catcher from Great Britain. Sir Harry is incredible. He's hitting 433 with two homers and three doubles in 30 at-bats. I'm a large fan of his swing. It just seems like he pieces everything. He barrels everything really well. And guys, all of these cards, Harry Ford and Julien especially, super, super easy and quick to get. Christian Yelich just requires a little bit of grinding. That's more of a time commitment, but he's not hard. You will get him easily enough in due time. I also love 99 Munitaka Murakami. You get him as an XP boss. That one surely will take you time. 
like I said, I've been hitting the pave, pave stones and grinding, so I got him pretty uh, pretty early on, but I'm hitting 434, three homers, five doubles, a triple. He's got an 1,100, almost a 1,200 OPS and 53 at-bats. Uh, I'm a large fan. Listen, I am enjoying... This is how we can transition now into the review. I am enjoying myself in MLB The Show 23 in a way I never once enjoyed myself in MLB The Show 22. Even in the beginning of MLB The Show 22. MLB The Show 22 always, even from the jump, felt stale. It felt like it wasn't any different than the game that came before. Did we get excited for launch night to play it? Of course we did. Was there the thrill of grinding and unlocking content? Of course there was. Did 22 have some banging content drops? Of course it did. I'm not shortchanging any of the very small accomplishments of MLB The Show 22. But MLB The Show 23 is the first game in a couple years that actually feels like a different game. The content is going to be done differently, we know this, but more so about the way the game plays. The game is just smooth. And I don't know the last time MLB, an MLB The Show title has felt this smooth. There are some intricacies and issues that need to be worked out, and we'll get into them in a second. But... For any of its flaws that the game might currently have in its early stages, at least it feels good. Fielding, even without the new throwing meter, just feels and looks good. Swinging the bat feels smooth. Pitching, even with the pinpoint problems, we'll talk about it, feels smooth. I think this is the best feeling MLB The Show in a long time. I love that they took the risk. You know, we've been saying for weeks, oh, let's applaud their risk, let's applaud their risk. Well, now I've touched it, I've fielded it, I've played it. Is it perfect? No. Will it get better? I hope. But it feels like they took a risk, and I think the risk is paying off. <laughs> now, the positives of this game are subtle. Yes, it feels smooth. I think that's pretty apparent. Yes, the content, for now, looks incredible. That's great. Some of the other things are, you know, long-time players and experienced players, they'll notice it more so than new players, of course, because new players have no idea what they're comparing it to. In my opinion, I play on a monitor. If you also play on a one-millisecond response time monitor, you'll probably feel as if you play on a television. I don't know if this is going to be the same experience for you. If you play on a television and you're serious about getting better, I suggest you get a monitor, but I don't know your financial situation, so no judgments there. I'm just offering advice. But getting back to my point, if you play on a monitor with one millisecond response time and it's a newer monitor and you have 120 hertz enabled, my God, the ball is so easy to see out of the pitcher's hand. I'm walking more than I've ever walked in my entire life because I can see the pitches. I can, I can tell when it's breaking and it's going to be a strike or when it's going to go out of the zone. The amount of borderline pitches being taken, not just by me, but even my, by my opponents, is, is bigger and larger than it's ever been. I think that was a natural progression to make, right? By putting this game on or, or adapting this game, modifying this game for no longer next-gen, current-gen. I'm glad we're calling it current gen these days because the, the system's been out for like two plus years. Both of them have. Um, that optimization is working wonders already. I can tell. It doesn't take a genius to see it. Now, to go along though with seeing the ball and pitching, 
we're going to translate this to a negative now. There, there are some problems with pinpoint. Pitching's really tough, and I think, in if I were to guess, it's semi-intentional. I bet they tune it a little bit to fix it, but they probably saw that it was so hard to score runs last year. Pitching was simply too OP, too overpowered. So they made it so that there is more RNG with the pinpoint. They added a nice new feature where your pitch, after it is caught by the catcher, it shows you where in the par region it landed. Pitcher accuracy region, or pitch accuracy region. Shows where it landed. I think that's a great addition. And I think that is not being messed with. But the funny thing about that is there is RNG with where within the par it lands. And that's always been the case, but now that you can see it, it makes it real fucking annoying. When you miss your spot by, like, sometimes as much as up to six inches, even though you had a perfect release, it still landed in the par, just not where you wanted it. Six inches for a pitch is a lot. That's a big par region. I think something needs to be tuned. I think par regions maybe need to be tightened a little bit. Or maybe there can be even further accuracy, pitch accuracy, pitch timing accuracy within the par region. Things that need to be figured out. Because pitching right now is difficult. I haven't really noticed in the games I've played. Again, it's only been events. So it's probably easier because it's on All-Star. I haven't really noticed an increase in offense. But I, I would imagine that's what that adjustment was geared toward. Because who wants to play this game and get shut out every game, right? The developers know their opponents, or their players rather, want to score runs. So I kind of think that's why they did that. And if they, if that is the reasoning, I understand. But this is a good time to tune it and fix it, and let's see where it goes. Now, it's ironic that I say that I think they want an offense to improve. Because one of the biggest problems I'm having with the offense right now is that everything I touch is a lineout. <laughs> you have to be so precise with the PCI, which is good. Trust me, not a complaint. After complaining for two straight game cycles that you didn't have to be good with the PCI, now you finally do. And that's a good thing. I like being good with the PCI because it, it's a skill gap thing. But God, if you are just a ball hair off, it's a lineout. I think something needs to be tuned in that way to either have more like top spin on the ball or I, I, I don't know. In the you know last year we talked a lot about how it felt piss rod perfect perfects were magnetized. It feels similar without feeling exactly the same this year. If that makes any sense, there are a lot, a lot of instances in which it doesn't even feel like the corner outfielders move. Sometimes a center fielder, I find it more to the corners, where it's just a piss rod and there's like, hey, got it. Kind of same thing goes to the corner infielders. I've had a lot of smoked lineouts to third and first. I don't know what the fix is. Maybe I'm just unlucky and I'm hitting the piss out of the ball. That's what I like to think because I hope I'm being good. Um, but hitting somehow feels easier and harder at the same time. I don't really... I think if you've played this enough, you already know kind of what I mean by that. But it is, it is both an improvement and a head-scratcher. It's not to the point where I hate it and despise it like 22. It doesn't, like, make 
no sense to me yet. It's something that I can tolerate until I hear their first comments on it. I think with the way that this game has been received thus far and the way it was talked about in marketing, I'm hoping they're going to continue to be active and transparent during the early stages of the game. Or throughout the entire life cycle. That would be preferable. Um, It is now a game that we all care about because I think it sucked a lot of people back in, in a very good way. So I'm hoping they show it as much love now during the game as they did leading into the game. Team building is fun this year. It's so much fun. Fielding is fun. Like if I get an error in the field on a throw, yeah, I'm upset, but it's almost like, ah, damn, they got me. Like, it's almost like silly Silly frustrating, if that makes sense. Like, I don't completely hate my life. I understand why the error was made. It was entirely my fault. Like, they've done a great job making it mostly intuitive and making it interesting and fun. I just don't want to see it go the way of 22, where they don't address issues. And I hope you guys are not listening to this thinking I'm immediately being an incredible negative Nancy. I am just addressing the things that I have noticed in 35 hours of gameplay. It's happened against the CPU and against other human beings. So it's it's semi across the board. But again, I also want to reiterate that my early thoughts on this game are overwhelmingly positive in a way that I have not felt about MLB The Show in a really long time. Like a really long time. I don't know if it's fair to give it a number grade yet. So I'm not going to do that. I think we revisit that down the line. But... If this game ended today and they said, we're not giving you any more gameplay updates, what it is is what it is. It is better, fundamentally, than 22. And I don't think it's a comparison. I think it's... If Emily the Show 22 was a 4, not a might even a 3, much better than that. Again, I don't have a number yet, but it's better than that. There are some people I know who play competitively, like super competitively, and they are very unhappy with the line-out issue. They are very unhappy with the pinpoint issue. And I agree that those things need to be tuned. I just think it's too early to be outright burn SDS down negative over it. It's not me being a shill for SDS. You guys know, longtime listeners, I always shoot you straight. Or what I think is shoot you straight. I'm just being honest with how I feel right now. I am just very excited and hopeful. You know, it even started out good from the beginning. The game dropped. It downloaded. I turned it on. Not a lot of people had their pre-order bonuses. Last year, in 22, I didn't get my pre-order bonuses or an answer from SDS for three weeks. Within an hour of the game being live, they sent out a tweet telling us how to fix it, and it worked. And we all got our pre-order stuff, and we moved on with our night. Incredible communication, efficient response, correct uh, troubleshooting, and we all were happy. Last year, there were incredible server issues on night one. So much to the point where you couldn't even get into a game. At least in my experience, I didn't really have that as much. I did have one very strange freeze-off on on Saturday. I don't know what happened. I quit the game. I was, it was an event. I took the loss, whatever. 
It's unfortunate that freeze offs still exist. I don't know if they're going to run rampant like they have in the past. It's too early to tell. There are some other concerning bugs that will certainly be fixed. That's why I didn't harp on them too much earlier on. There are problems right now in events where if you quit from a game or quit from a frozen game and it would be your first loss, it boots you from the event, you have to start over and you have to make your lineup again. There are issues with events where if you are 6-0 and and you turn off the game, it resets your run and it resets your team and you have to do it again. We know that these are things that will be patched because it affects the game. It affects so many things. It affects rewards. It affects potential diamond acquisitions. It affects, uh, you know, forget about any of that stuff. It impacts how quickly and how easily you're able to get the rewards from the event, the cards. So that'll be fixed. They're probably not going to do a gameplay update. I would actually, I would think they do the first gameplay update or, or, or patch notes, whatever you want to call it, this Friday. This Friday, that's my, that's my guess. That might be a little too uh, unreasonable. Maybe that's a high expectation. But I think they are going to do patch notes Thursday, by Friday. We'll say by Friday. The game will be in people's homes for normal release by Tuesday. People will have played it. More people will have experienced the problems. And I think I, I, they have to be working on the fix right now. I, I can almost guarantee they're working on the fix currently. So... I'm not worried about those things. They are frustrating for sure to start. They are not game-breaking. They're not deal-breaking. They will be fixed. I am trying to be the voice of reason here for people who are rightfully upset. But don't go overboard yet. It will be fixed. I have not played the new storyline mode yet. I know people are going to ask, what do you think of storylines? I am playing storylines... During this week, as I work from home, I think Storylines is a good thing for me to listen to while also working. Not diverting attention. I'll still be very much listening. But because it's not active gameplay the entire time, I can type up what I gotta type for work and listen and pay attention. It'll work fine. You know, then I can take the minute it takes to do a moment and keep listening. So my plan is to do that while working this week. I'm excited. I can't wait. I've heard phenomenal things. We will talk about Storylines on next week's episode. I will not have any specific YouTube content based off storylines because as Dibu tweeted that apparently they are copyright striking you down for the content and music in storylines. So I will just, we will talk about storylines next week. There's a very good chance, I want to say it's about 95% chance, I will have a guest next week. I know who it is already. Uh, and he loved the storyline mode, so we are going to talk storylines. I overall am impressed I'm happy and enthused with this game. Guys, and we've barely even talked. I mean, we'll talk about it right now. I'm going to start in a second. We haven't even talked about the cards that are available. We talked about my favorite ones. But, like, look at this, guys. We go to programs. We'll go to the XP reward path first. I, it is impossible for me in this episode right now to tell you every card that's come out. You know how sometimes we do that when new, when new content comes out? They released, like... 400 cards on release. It's it's nutty. It's absurd. But we could talk about the good ones. I love this Charisma series idea. I don't know who came up with it. 
but I think it's a great way to market the game. You know, we talk about giving these players a personality. It's very good. Curtis Granderson, he can't hit lefties worth a damn, but he's a good bench bat. Lee Smith should be everyone's go-to reliever, or one of their go-to relievers. Troy Gloss can't make contact for his righties, but he's got big power and he can feel. These are all 97 overalls day one. Johnny Bench, if you guys listened to me last game cycle, you know I think they improved his swing immensely. He's horrible against righties, but he's max power versus left. Plus, he's an insane fielder. And he can play catcher first, third, left, center, right. He can play almost everywhere. Madison Bumgarner. I took him. I like him. Sinker, cutter, lefty, early game. It's a no-brainer. Craig Biggio. This card looks underwhelming, if we're being honest, but I know a lot of people play above his attributes. So if you like Craig Biggio, take him. This Eric Davis card looks crazy for early game. Almost max contact versus right. He will be at P5. He's fast, so his fielding rating doesn't matter a ton, and his reaction's a 79, so it's fine. And that's not even the bosses. I told you about this Murakami card. He's got max power versus both sides off rip. Insane card. Butter swing from the left side. One of my favorites so far. 99 Bob Gibson. You guys know how much I loved 99 Bob Gibson last year. They gave him to me day one. I don't have him yet, but he's available. 99 Devin Williams. He only has three pitches now, so I don't know how he's going to play quite yet, but he's still Devin Williams. His screwball is disgusting. His cutter plays off his fastball so well, and he's max hits per nine on day one. Unbelievable. Ricky Henderson has never been my personal cup of tea as a card. Some people like his home run animation thing, his pimp job. I'm not going to take this card. I'm going to get him for my collection. But if you like Ricky Henderson, yeah, he's there. He's here. And this Lindor, another card that's never really my cup of tea, but some people love Lindor to the point where this is their first pick, and that's good. There are so many cards, guys. And we that was just the XP path, which is back, by the way. Team Affinity. These cards are nutty. Cedric Mullins. Devers' swing is amazing. Stanton's the best DH in the game, in my opinion. You can... I don't even know where to start. It's overwhelming. Acuna is phenomenal. Hoskins is good. Manessis is good. If we go to the AL Central, Eloy, a monster. This card is crazy, crazy good. Bobby Witt, still a nice swing. Very fast. Like, each division for Team Affinity has at least two options in it. Except the NL Central. It has Christian Yelich and nobody else because the other cards stink. I thought Strowman would be good. He ain't. But it's okay, because Yelich makes up for it. It is... Oh, sorry. Went back. It is unreasonable how good some of these cards are already. Jeremy Pena's swing is electric. It's even better than last year. He's my go-to shortstop already, until 99 Jeter makes his way my way in a few... Probably like a month or so. Um, Paul Blackburn is all right. He's not great. I kind of like him. He pitches from the stretch, if you're trying to grind faster. And, And like... Christian Walker's fun. Charlie Blackman's all right. His moment sucks, but the card's pretty good. Dustin May. Juan Soto's amazing. Jock Peterson's an incredible DH or bench bat. There are so many cards. And guys, we didn't even talk about the big cards. This Sammy Sosa is illegal for collecting the National League. Mark McGuire is clearly worse, but also, holy crap, his swing is really good. And my king, my captain, Derek Jeter, has base 96 fielding. 
They said, hey, haters, F you. We heard all your complaints. Here's 96 fielding Derek Jeter. It's absurd. This card's incredible. But those aren't even the best cards in the game, guys. <laughs> they just keep one-upping everything. How do I see these cards? How do I see them? First of all, there's a 99 Mike Trout in the game. Already. But there's also a 99 Roki Sasaki in the game already. But the three best cards in this game are the big collection guys, which they've already given us. This is the best Chipper Jones to ever exist on the face of planet Earth, and that includes real-life Chipper Jones. Just a nutty card. Nutty, nutty card. Then, this Babe Ruth is essentially the same Babe Ruth we had at the end of the game last year. Max hitting. Good enough in the field. The card art is orgasmic. And we have this available to us day one. you It's almost impossible to get it yet, but technically speaking, it's available day one. And then, I think this is the worst of the three cards, in my opinion, but this Pedro, first of all, card art, banging. Second of all, it's Pedro. They gave us fire. Yeah, and that 99 Trey Turner we all wanted. Incredible card. I have... So many more positive things to say about this game right now than I do negatives. It's the first time in a while we've been able to say that about it. It'll be the show. I did acknowledge the issues I have already. I think that's the fair thing to do because we keep it 100 here. But I don't want anyone to get it twisted. I like this game. I didn't like 22, and I know very few people who did. I like 23. I enjoy it. I'm having fun. I can't wait to make content on it. I can't wait to stream it. I can't wait to keep doing podcasts. I can't wait to see the the journey this community goes on as we keep making content. I hope you guys are enjoying the game as much as I am. Please leave your feedback in the comments what your early reactions are for MLB The Show 23. Let me know what you guys want to see as far as Whiteboard Wednesday. We have a new one coming out tomorrow. Let me know what other tips and tricks you want to see. We're releasing the first How to Pitch with blank 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 video this week. Give me feedback on that. Let me know what you want to see, pitchers you want to see. I look forward very much to going on this grind with all of you, and I've never been more excited to do it. So thank you guys for listening. I love you all so much. I hope you are loving this game. And I will see you on the YouTube or on the podcast platforms over the next few days. All right. Best of luck with everything. Peace out.